0: Hello, and welcome to Ghostwriter. I'm your host, Corinne Prevost, and today we are covering part two of The Real Girl Next Door by Denise Richards, and oh, by acclaimed author Denise Richards, excuse me. Okay, so guys, I need some more Instagram followers, so if you guys can kindly all go over to Instagram and follow me, it's ghostwriter underscore podcast. I would greatly, greatly appreciate it. Um, I'm still struggling to rent my apartment in Laguna beach. So if anybody wants to rent a two bedroom, one bathroom with ocean views, you can walk to the beach, just go on my Instagram and message me, slip into my DMS. So I've recently discovered this new app that I'm sure like a year late, I'm always late to everything called next And on there you can buy and sell stuff and just talk to all the neighborhood Nancy's and figure out what's going on. And I've been trying to sell all my furniture, different things on there. And there's some real characters. I was trying to sell a crate and barrel bedroom set for $200. And this woman came on there and said, um, I'm really poor. Can you just sell it to me for $25 or give it to me for free? I'm like, uh, no, I actually can't. What the fuck are you talking about? I've heard of people making an offer, but not of $25. Jesus. And, um, I haven't been able to sell anything on there or rent my apartment, but I have bought a lot of, I got some West bought a lot of things. I got some West Elm stools from a guy down the block. I got this beautiful mirrored glass shelving unit. And then I went a little bit off the shopping list and bought a Gucci bag from someone. Amazing. Okay. You actually, guys, there are a lot of designer bags on next door and the way next door works is if your item doesn't sell in five days, they keep emailing you to discount your item. So honestly you can get a better deal on designer handbags on next door than you can at uh, the consignment stores. If you're into secondhand designer goods like me, um, Let's see. Oh, the other funny thing on Nextdoor was this guy wrote this whole article about how a gust of wind had come and blown over two of his patio chairs, and he wanted to see if anyone had any information on this gust of wind, and he also provided us with some pictures of his patio furniture blown over as evidence, and yeah, so if anyone has any information on that gust of wind, please contact Jeremy on Nextdoor. I'm just really wondering what information he's looking for, but anyway. If you are bored and can't sleep, next door is endlessly entertaining. And the other thing that my friend Clarissa has brought to my attention is this show called Extreme Love. And I guess there's this thing called Facebook TV and you can watch TV on Facebook. I'm it's I'm unclear how to get back there, but they have this show called Extreme Love with like couples, maybe like a 26-year-old and like a 7-year-old man who are married and trying to have a baby. Um, there was a man, there's a girl who's a webcam girl who's with a guy who, I don't want to be unkind about his looks, but I guess he was a child star or child actor of some sort, and now he lives, he, has a, he had a bunch of restaurants that he sold, and now he lives in New York City. And um, he does not seem to be wealthy at all, so I'm unclear what the attraction is, but he can't walk that well. So he has like a scooter and she's wearing her like hooker clothes going on the back of his two seater scooter, not a scooter. It's like the chair that you can, it's not a wheelchair. It's like if a wheelchair and a scooter had a baby, you don't see these a lot, but it's, it's, it's made for two. So I guess you can drive them on the sidewalks of New York, but I don't know. Okay. And I met the new housewife of Orange County this week, Bronwyn, I was at BCBG with Clarissa behind her in line, and I'd seen her walking around the store, and you know when you see someone from Instagram or from social media, but you think you know them because you've just seen their face so much? So I was like, God, this woman looks so familiar, and then I'm like, wait a second, I think that's the new OC housewife, so I asked her, I was like, excuse me, this is going to sound weird, but are you the new housewife of Orange County, and she started laughing. I thought she was going to say no, but she said yes. And she said she was in BCBG picking up looks for her uh, interview interview looks, because I guess whatever clothes were sent to her were not working. She has seven children. She did say that she doesn't go on a cast trip, one of the cast trips, because um, she... But then they said, oh, you have to have an ex- a real excuse as why you can't go like for the storyline of the show. So she said, oh, I'm... Um, can't go because I'm writing my book. But she had no intention of really writing a book. And then someone was like, oh, no. Like, now you know you really have to write a book. So I guess she fell into a book deal. So now she's writing a book about having seven children, which is really crazy. And I think – I could be wrong with this, but I think – I don't know if all – if some are adopted or what the situation is with that. I need to look into it. And I think she has some children with special needs. But I have a meet of kind of a friend of a friend in common with her, and I've heard really good things about her. And she was – amazing and lovely and said that she was a, she's always been a huge fan of the show which is so refreshing to hear cuz half the time these housewives are like I don't watch television or I've never seen the show and it's like yes you have oh and it seems like she is very chummy with Kelly Dodd so we'll looking forward to it and she said it's coming back August 5th the show so looking forward to seeing seeing uh how she interacts with the other ladies and maybe she can resurrect Real Housewives of Orange County, because we all know it's been bad for a long time. Okay, let's get back to Denise Richards. So we're going to talk about wild things today. Hopefully you guys are all watching Pen15, the show um, on Hulu about these two girls reliving their middle school years. There's an episode they have where they're all in someone's basement They're all playing eighth graders or seventh graders watching wild things. And I remember it kind of was that first sexy movie that you watched with your friends. I think, I don't know if I was in high school or middle school when it came out. But anyway, it's a really, really funny episode in Pen15 if you guys want to check that out. So, Nev Campbell was cast first, then Denise, and then Matt Dillon, which I was really surprised by because Matt Dillon, at that point, was a way bigger name than Denise. And Nev Campbell had a no-nudity clause in her contract, so I guess Denise was up. (laughs) Storyboards and sketches of Denise's breast went back and forth between her agent, lawyer, the director, producer, and studio, so much so that Denise said her breasts should have gotten their own billing and that. Right after Denise was cast in Wild Things, she got her boob job— I mean, this is like before I really, at this point when I saw wild things, I thought boob jobs were a very, very exotic, crazy thing that like almost no one did. And I th- just believed that hers were real as I did of, you know, anyone, anyone most that I ever saw. So it's kind of surprising now to look back and be like, wow, like, huh. Um, I felt robbed as a teen. I thought, I thought those were real. So she had to take cheerleading lessons and go tanning constantly for the role. And this is where she discovered self-tanner. She worked on her tush angle in the mirror with her makeup artist to get it just right because she didn't want her ass to look too big in the scene, in her nude scene with Matt Dillon. Which I kind of find so funny now because all people do now on Instagram is push their butts out and sit in weird ways and try to make their butts look as big as humanly possible. And it does, you know, having a fat ass is the goal now where it used to be something that nobody wanted to do. Now it's celebrated, which is just good. I've always been in style, I suppose. Uh, it was so good that people thought that she had a butt, a, a butt double for the movie. Before the scene where Denise and Nev make out in the pool, they drink a pitcher of margaritas to loosen them up because it was, I guess, both of their first times kissing a woman. At the MTV Movie Awards, they lost out on Best Kiss to Gwyneth Paltrow and Ralph Vines from the movie Shakespeare in Love, which I'm like, what a snooze. Like, how did Nev and Denise not win that? They were robbed. Do the MTV Movie Awards still exist? Is that even a thing? I remember those those award shows at MTV being must-see television when I was in college. And you'd have your friends over and get snacks and get wine. It was all about watching those award shows. And I wonder if people are even doing that now. I mean, I, don't, I feel like MTV doesn't have the cultural influence that it once did. And it doesn't have enough music on there, as has been said a million times. Um, and it even like the reality shows on m t v it's just like a lower quality situation over there on m t v and i don't know like I used to feel like just award shows in general were musty t v and now they 're all so boring it's so rare to that I see in a really entertaining fun award shows. okay, Denise says to this day she just cannot do her own hair um we know top knot. Her hair is never not in a knot on top of her head. No one is accusing you of being a hairstylist by trade here. Her next film was Geropted Dead Gorgeous, which I'm dying to rewatch. Danny Pellegrino recently did an episode on his podcast, Everything Ironic. Or Everything Ironic. Oh, my God. Everything Iconic. That would be a fun cheater brand, Everything Ironic. Um, and apparently this film is... Not available anywhere. The only place you can watch it or the only place you can get access to it is if you go on Amazon and then you can buy a DVD of it for $47, which seems a little bit high. But um, he talked to one of the creators or directors of it and she said they're going to try to get it out and distributed, but she's unsure why Um, it's so hard to get a copy of it. So in that movie, she starred with... Kirsten Dunst, Brittany Murphy, Ellen Barkin, and Christy Alley. I always thought Kirsten Dunst was Kristen Dunst until she was on the cover of Maxim and it said Thurston for Kirsten. And I was like, oh. And I'm unclear if it's Christy Alley or Kirsty Alley. Very unclear. I've seen it both ways. Okay. In the movie, Drop Dead Gorgeous, she dances with Jesus, and the and they had a bunch of extras in the audience who were all religious locals, and they walked out in the middle of filming because they were so offended about her dance with Jesus. After she was in the Bond movie, The World Is Not Enough, she got a Max Factor campaign, and I totally forgot about Max Factor makeup, so I went on Instagram to look it up and see, does that even exist anymore, like, what happened? And it does exist It seems that Nikki Taylor is their current ambassador and it's extremely unclear to me where you can buy this because it used to be at CVS and um, Dwayne Reed, all, you know, all your pharmacy chains, but I have not seen it in a long time. Um, Maybe it's like in London is what I, I don't know. Okay. Entertainment Weekly named Denise Richards, the worst Bond girl ever. I'm like, geez, that's pretty pretty bad. All right. Let's get into the Charlie years. Denise met Charlie during her four episode arc on the show spin city, which I kind of forgot about that show. Her first date with Charlie, they were supposed to go out to a restaurant, but he had a game that he wanted to see that night. So he asked her if she just wanted to come over and she brought her diet delivery, pre frozen meal with her and he had his and they heated theirs up in the microwave and ate their uh, diet delivery meals together in front of, the uh, game. So before he met, before he started dating Denise, Charlie was sober for three years. And honestly, the one thing about their relationship that I love is that these two took the best vacations ever. They went to the Miraval Spa in Tucson, Arizona, which I had immediately added to my bucket list. I forgot about that place. If you guys remember, that was Oprah's place. Oprah was nonstop at the Miraval Spa in Tucson. And that's one of those places where a massage is like $800, a facial is like 1000 You know, it's you got to go there ready to spend. But apparently Charlie loves getting spa treatments. And my husband hates getting spa treatments, hates getting massages. I don't know if he's ever gotten a facial his entire life. I mean, he's just not into any of that. So I just think that would be a real dream to have someone you can go there with who's not afraid to spend thousands upon thousands of dollars on spa treatments and just get a couples massage with you. I have gotten more couples massages with my girlfriends than I have ever, ever with my husband. It's it's ridiculous. So Charlie proposed to her there at the Marivelle Spa, and he gave her a 4.5 carat ring. So my question is, where is the ring now? What do you guys think? What's the policy on engagement rings and divorces? I go back and forth with this because on the one hand, I think a gift is a gift. You give a gift, case closed, done, end of story. But I have a family member who has been engaged quite a few times, and she keeps all her rings. And she says, if, if I fuck up, then I'll give the ring back. But if they fuck up, then... I get to keep the ring. So I'm like, that's interesting. So if they cheat on you, then you keep the ring. But if you were to cheat on them, you give it back. I'm not really sure. I think I'm just going to go with a gift is a gift, right? You can't, no, no take backs. At the Golden Globe Awards that Denise and Charlie went to for, I believe, Spin City, Yes, for Spin City. Denise sat between Charlie and Richie Sambora because, remember, Heather Locklear was Charlie's co-star on Spin City. So that's ironic, you know, as we go to the Richie Sambora years later on. We also need a little wellness check on Heather Locklear. What's going on? So I looked it up. People magazine had a very dreary video about her on their website. A source tells people her issue is alcohol, pills, and mental health. And I believe that she is back in rehab right now as we speak. Mindy Weiss planned Charlie and Denise's wedding. And Mindy Weiss is like the go-to high-end wedding planner to the stars. And she did Ellen and Portia's uh, Channing and Jenna Tatum. Tatum, Trista and Ryan Sutter, Sutter from uh, The Bachelor, Kardashian parties, like she is not cheap. After the wedding, Denise moved into Charlie's all black house, which was like a major bachelor pad and it had black carpets, which is pretty intense. His bedroom door to it, his bedroom door was bulletproof and his closet had a fire pole in it so he could make a quick escape to downstairs. Okay. These are red flags and clues to me that we might have a, trouble, a troubled uh, spouse here. I mean, what, what do you guys think? If you go to date some guy or go to his house and he's like, oh, yeah, my bedroom is bulletproof and uh, my, um, I have an escape route out of my bedroom. I mean, that's, that's pretty crazy. I think, this room, I think this house had a panic room too. Uh, I think the, the fire pole is kind of like if your dealer's coming looking to collect the money you owe him and you got to get out of t- Dodge, that's what you do. So, soon after they got married, Charlie booked Two and a Half Men, which was a huge hit, as we all know. But this is one of those shows that's wildly popular that I cannot, I do not know anyone who watches it. I just, you know, do you know what I mean? Those shows that they get these insane, crazy, out-of-this-world ratings but i I don't even know what station these shows are on, like I've never heard anyone talk about it, and I talk to people about t v and t v programs all the time, but nobody has. Nobody's ever told me they watch this show, but obviously somebody's watching it. Maybe just I'm not running in the right two-and-a-half-men circles. So Charlie Sheen was on that show from 2003 to 2011, and he did 177 episodes. And then if you guys remember, Ashton Kutcher came in and took his place in 2011 when he had his major meltdown. And then Ashton Kutcher did it from 2011 to 2015. He did 84 episodes. I didn't realize that it was on so long after Charlie left it. I thought it was just like a year or season, but I guess it went for sub, at least three seasons. Right? So then Denise and Charlie buy a house together and that's when their marriage went to shit. And she, it's the old Al John, all Johnson. I forget the name. Uh, she called it the divorce house because Katie Segal, Kirstie Alley, and three other couples all got divorced in that house. Um, and Katie Segal is from Married with Children. She's the redheaded mom on Married with Children, and she also was uh, the mom on Sons of Anarchy, which I absolutely love her in that role in Sons of Anarchy. It's an amazing, amazing show if you guys haven't seen it. Then Denise does Playboy. She does a shoot in the Bahamas, and she brings her mom and dad down with her. And her. I think she has one kid at this point. Um, And her straight male makeup artist had to ice her nipples because Playboy likes hard erect nipples, she says, and oil up her breasts for the shoot. I mean, that is nice and intimate. Oh, my gosh. All right. So I just watched the new – that's all for Denise. It's easier now that I'm breaking the books up because it's just so difficult to read an entire book every week and take notes on it, and put out the podcast. It's bit off a little more than I can chew. But I do want to talk a little bit about New York. New York was so good. I mean, these women are just giving us so much. They're having breakdown after breakdown after breakdown. And then the one you think is the sanest one holding everyone together, which is Bethany. I mean, first of all, Bethany is just a star to me. She's a reality star. And I go through periods of thinking that she's not a good person. But then she just shows her tender side and taking care of Sonia. And I think she just realizes how fragile Sonia is and really cares a lot about Sonia. Um, Oh, my God. When the paramedics came in to examine Sonia, and Sonia's like, they're hot, they're hot. And Bethany's like, I know, I know. They just happen to be really hot. And then Sonia asked the paramedics if they would mind examining Bethany as well. I just found that to be hilarious. Like she thinks this is a joke. You can just get felt up by the paramedics for shits and giggles. Like that's what, that's what our tax dollars are going towards or the tax dollars of Miami. Right. Hilarious. Tinsley is a real broken bird guys. I don't know. I just don't know. Even though I just, I, I'm very fascinated by Tinsley. I want more Dale. I want more Daphne. I'm very into anyone that's in In Tinsley's orbit, I wanna I want to see more scenes of Tinsley with them. And I don't like was she she came off in her Mortimer days or um, her Topper days when she was married as being just like one of the most confident people ever. And I just wonder has she just been destroyed by all these bad relationships and alcohol and depression or what was this always who she was? And it's just kind of coming to the surface now. I don't know. A lot of, I, I really love having Tinsley on the show and I don't hate Barbara. Everyone is like so negative about Barbara. Barbara doesn't bother me. I don't think she's an integral part or matters, but I feel that she kind of in a way is the Greek chorus because Bethany is the Greek chorus, but she's also, she's part of the solution and part of the problem. Um, it's also funny how aggressive Bethany is with just the smallest things. I don't know if you noticed when the paramedics are up in the room and the paramedic is like, "Okay, so now I'm going to take her vitals," and Bethany's like, "Okay, go, go." It's like, "Okay, relax." <laughs> like she is now running the, the the EM. She's like the coach or the the boss of the EMT. I mean, he's going to take her vitals. It's not a, a race. I mean, Relax. Um, but she also is vulnerable and shows herself too. So she can't be a complete Greek chorus, um, because she's, you know, very involved in the drama. And it is interesting because we do, we have kind of been so busy with so many other storylines on New York that we haven't really revisited Dennis and how she's affected by his death. And I never even made the correlation, which I'm ashamed of between her doing this intervention for Luann and being so focused on Luann's issues, right when her boyfriend, I don't know if they were, I forget, the story is very convoluted, but if they were together or not, right when he actually tragically passed away. Um, But basically, you know, that this is, I was focusing on helping one person in my life that had a substance abuse problem. And maybe I could have been focused over here on Dennis and helping Dennis out. So I don't know. I mean... New York is amazing. I could just stay in Miami with these girls forever and ever and ever. Just, I love all their bathing suit looks. I just, you know, it gives me like, it makes me look forward to getting older and older. It's like, you can still get your boobs out there wear all kinds of amazing bathing suits and go on hot vacations, you know, like, Being 60 and 65 and 68 however old these women are is not what it used to be. I mean, you could be out there on the scene dating. And also, on what planet is one man trying to date Ramona and Tinsley? Well, I don't get it. That makes zero sense to me. That just seems like two different flavors. Like, what are you talking about that you're trying to date both of them? Very crazy. Um, But... Tinsley did put her foot down with Ramona, because Ramona does like to steal men, and then Ramona said that she doesn't want to, she's not going to tell Tinsley what the guy was um, dating, uh, texting her, which, whatever, but what, do you guys remember Tinsley on the date, and she's going on and on about, like, someone said I shouldn't date you because you're too old for me, and you don't want kids, but I don't want kids either, I mean, maybe I want kids, Dale wants me to have kids, but I'm not sure if I should have kids, I mean, Maybe I'll just have one kid, but that's neither here nor there. That's, that's a whole other thing, but that's a whole other story. Oh my God. I'm shocked. He hung hung around long enough to make out with you. We don't necessarily need to tell people everything about ourselves, especially on a first date. And you actually don't need to say any of those things. Just talk to him, flirt with him, make out with him, and then be on your merry way back to New York. What the hell are you doing? She's having like a nervous breakdown on this date. Yeah. Tinsley has no game and Ramona, people go back and forth with Ramona's flirting and game, but at least Ramona like can cosplay as a normal, sane person. And that's a lot of what dating is, isn't it? It's just pretending that you're normal for long enough to trick someone else, right? Isn't that what we're doing? Everybody's crazy. That's I think it's a fact. Every single person is crazy in, in some capacity in their own way. But we don't have to show people that we're a fucking nut job in the first 10 minutes of meeting them, okay? Let's hook them first, and then you start revealing, like, guess what? I'm a psychopath. Too late now. We live together. That's how you do it, okay? So if you are crazy and you're out there dating... Keep it to yourself for a while. Do not put it on Front Street like Tinsley. I mean, I was like clenching my teeth watching her on this date. It was a real a real tragedy. All right, well, my plans are to do a bonus episode on Southern Charm this week. And I really want to go deep into all the charges that are going on. Um, And like what, what, what people are projecting is going to happen with Thomas Ravenel. And I also, one, one of my favorite characters was JD. Now I know JD has, um, it's not a, not a good guy, guys, not a good guy. So I also never like sat down and took the time to read about the charge, the sexual assault charges against him and if they, if he's gone to court yet or what the whole deal is with that, or if he's still with his wife, that poor woman. So I'm going to dig deep into that because Southern charm is a phenomenal show. All right, guys. Thank you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you guys listening. If you want to leave me a review on iTunes, that would be absolutely amazing. If you want to follow me on Instagram at ghostwriter underscore podcast. That would be great. I asked the newest housewife of Orange County, Bronwyn, if she would come on the podcast and talk to me. And she told me to message her. Here's the problem. I have more followers on my regular Instagram than I do on ghostwriter underscore podcast. So, If you guys want to get some good guests on here, I mean, I can get them, but I'm going to need more followers on Instagram or they're going to think there's only like three people listening to this. Okay. So we need your help. Thank you guys so much. And I'll talk to you later. Bye.